Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. We are coming at you the Thursday before New Orleans Week 7 matchup in Chicago against the always menacing Bears. It's a 5-1 team with a backup quarterback going up against a 3-2 team with a quarterback who probably should be a backup. And we are here to break down everything regarding what you need to know for the game. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. I'm going solo today as Tyler is busy. Uh, but if all went according to plan, he has a solo review episode recapping the Saints' most recent win over the Jaguars, which you can check out on Apple Podcasts or Spreaker.com. This is the second time we've been able to preview the Saints and Bears on this podcast the who dat dish podcast the first time being all the way back in 2017 and we'll talk about that game in just a little bit so much has changed for both squads since then but their identities have stayed the same and that's what we are going to talk about this episode welcome in guys thank you so much for tuning in again if you want to listen to any sort of review content regarding the saints most recent victory that took place in jacksonville you can check that out Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with everything that we do say uh, regarding either the Saints or the podcast itself. You can follow myself at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M. Or you can follow both of us plus the main podcast Twitter account at the WDD podcast. That's where we really post uh, just about everything. So, but again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. Uh, It has been consistent for the New Orleans Saints, despite Drew Brees being out. Uh, they have now won five, all five of these starts that, or sorry, excuse me, all four of these starts that Teddy Bridgewater has had, five of the six games so far this season, uh, including that comeback week one victory in Houston where we saw some Drew Magic before he unfortunately went down week two in Los Angeles. Since then, it has been just absolutely, totally positive for the New Orleans Saints, especially on the defensive side of the ball, so far this year, um, despite that the Houston game and, and, and the, the L.A. game where the Saints gave up over 25 points in each of those games, uh, they have been one of the better uh, overall defenses this entire year, uh, including the past few games where they've won some defensive battles, which, uh, as I've uh, mentioned before and tweeted out, it is so refreshing to have a New Orleans Saints team be able to win defensive battle games, come out on the victorious end, as opposed to being these offensive shootouts week in and week out, and essentially just throwing our defense to the curb because of how terrible they play. Uh, it's 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 refreshing, and this team has built this defense, but not 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 from the inside out. It's mainly from getting. I mean, of course, drafting has been so important, but some of the free agent signings, Demario Davis, AJ Klein, they have been so important for this team. Trading for Eli Apple, who has stepped up his game, and and the rest of the guys have been drafted very, very recently. You, you look at Davenport, Marshawn Lattimore, Von Bell, Marcus Williams, all drafted uh, 2017 or, or 2016 or sooner than that. Cam Jordan, uh, even though he's he's a wily veteran, he's still, you know, fairly young. He he still is, is you know, in his prime, so to speak. Um, but he has definitely been the cornerstone of this defense. So uh, we'll jump into that. Of course, uh, uh, Tyler will jump into how the defense played. Hopefully you guys have already listened to that episode. If not, go and check it out. Um, but now we're going to be tested on defense yet again, going up against the Chicago Bears, who have had uh, last season, of course, they were the number one rushing defense with the Saints tied for first. 
Um, and this season they have been stout, uh, despite their most recent loss in London. This is still going to be a defensive battle game yet again if the Saints continue to play the way they have been playing. And even though the Bears have lost one of their most important defensive linemen, which we'll get to in a minute, it's still going to be a slugfest. So uh, let's just talk about how, how both teams have done so far this season. Uh, the Bears opened up the season with a 10-3 to loss against the Packers. Uh, of course, that was the NFL 100-year anniversary. It was the first game of the season. Um, and after that, the Bears rattled off three wins in a row, defeating the Broncos 16-14, the Redskins 31-15 on Monday Night Football, and then they defeated the Vikings 16-6, which really kind of put a cherry on top of that uh, three-game win streak because the Bears had beat the Redskins and the Broncos, both winless teams at that point. Um, so, you know, the Bears finally got a, a taste of uh, a victory against, you know, quote-unquote real competition. Um, and then, of course, in London, um, a couple of Sundays ago, uh, the Bears have are coming off of their bye week, by the way, folks. Um, but in London, they suffered a 24-21 loss against the Oakland Raiders, uh, a comeback victory for the Raiders, uh, by the way. Uh, so uh, on the flip side, of course, the Saints have rattled off uh, four straight wins after starting off 1-1, one and one, um, beat the Houston Texans on Monday Night Football, and then travel down to L.A. where Breeze gets hurt against the Rams, and they end up losing 27-9. to But since then, the Saints have won four games in a row, all of them with Teddy Bridgewater as the starter, and it has been extremely impressive, of course, the victories uh, he's been able to rattle off, defeating the Seahawks in Seattle 33-27, to which was actually more of a blowout game. Uh, and then a, a defensive battle uh, against the Cowboys and, of course, against the Jaguars, which we saw last Sunday. The Cowboys uh, was two weeks before then where the Saints won 12-10 to on Sunday night football. And then a week after that, the Saints defeated the Buccaneers 31-24, to which actually did say a lot about the defense because the Buccaneers were just coming off a franchise record 55-point uh, scoring fest against the Rams the week before, and the Saints were able to hold them to 24 so defense galore here is, is really the, the name of the game. And again, uh, I'll spoil one of the stats I was going to go over. Uh, the Saints are 11th in the league in scoring defense at 20.3. Should be lower. Um, some garbage time touchdowns to the Seahawks. Um, and the Buccaneers uh, would definitely lower that um, if they were taken away. And then the Bears are third scoring with 13.8. They only they they give up less than two touchdowns per game on average, uh, and it's actually pretty incredible to see them to see them work like that. Um, and so that's how each team has fared so far this season. Um, uh, even though the the Bears are technically coming off of a loss, they're coming off of a bye week as well, so they're going to be refreshed. They have that Raiders game far behind them. They're ready to get to work at home, and the Saints have a good bit of momentum coming off of not only a victory on the road in Jacksonville, but their fourth victory in a row with a backup quarterback. So this is going to be a really interesting battle. You got Matt Nagy versus Sean Payton, young uh, second-year head coach, going up against, of course, the Wiley veteran in, in Sean Payton. 13, four, I, this is his 14th season as the New Orleans Saints head coach, uh, and he has done a fantastic job, of course, and so has Nagy with what he's been dealt, keeping that defense um, stout. That Chicago Bears defense has been nothing but consistently fantastic. And that actually dates back, let's go to the team's head-to-head history, that of course dates back to when this team was uh, you know, up and coming, uh, so to speak, this current team, uh, Chicago Bears back in 2017. Uh, they were still a young team. This was Mitch Trubisky's rookie year. Uh, but they, this was an emergence of Eddie Jackson that season. Uh, this was when uh, Akeem Hicks 
continue to make a name for himself. This was even before the team got Khalil Mack, um, and it was a when the Saints ended up playing, they were five and, or they were four and two, and the Bears were three and four. Uh, and after this game, the Saints, uh, of course, improved to five and two. The Bears are three and five, but it was only a twenty to twelve victory. The Saints, uh, of course, were expected to win by much more. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was fourteen of thirty-two for one hundred and sixty-four yards and an interception. Not a good game whatsoever at all. Bad accuracy, and we kind of still see that from Trubisky to this day. But of course, he does not throw the ball thirty-two times in a game anymore. Uh, Drew Brees was twenty-three of twenty-eight, two hundred ninety-nine yards. No interceptions, no touchdowns. This was really uh, so much of a defensive battle, mainly for Chicago, trying to stop this elite Saints offense. And then, of course, we saw the Saints defense put in work against a rookie quarterback. Jordan Howard ran for over 100 yards uh, off of 23 carries. Uh, Mark Ingram had 18 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown for the Saints. Um, It was Michael Thomas leading the Saints in receptions with 7 for 77 yards. And Trey McBride, uh, who has not played in the NFL since that season, um, had three catches for 92 yards to lead the Chicago Bears uh, in receiving for that game. And before that, the teams had not played since uh, December of 2014, which the Saints won 31-15. to um, And actually, if we look back uh, at the most recent games, the Saints have won four in a row dating back to 2011. Uh, winning 30 to 13 back then, and then 26 to 18 back in 2013. Um, the last time the Bears won was December of 2008, which they won 27 to 24 in overtime. Uh, and in that game, it was Drew Brees versus Kyle Orton. Uh, both had two interceptions. Brees had two touchdowns. He was only 24 43 for 232 yards. Pierre Thomas led the Saints in rushing. Matt Forte led the uh, Bears in rushing, but he only had 34 yards. And Pierre Thomas also led the team in receiving 59. Greg Olson led the Bears in receiving with 45 yards that game. So a little blast from the past. All-time series, it is tied at 15 games apiece. So this game on Sunday will officially determine who has the lead in this all-time series between the Bears, the Bears, and the uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, So, I mean, if it wasn't an already important enough game, that's a a little bit added contingency there. Um... For this game specifically, though, of course, Bears coming off a bye week. Uh, I want to get into the injury report. They are pretty healthy. The only really hiccup for them is the fact that they're going to be without Akeem Hicks, familiar face to Saints fans. Uh, He was placed on IR, which is uh, really unfortunate for him. He actually got hurt in the uh, London game against the um, Raiders, and he will be out for, it seems like, the rest of the season, if not most of the season. Uh, But other than that, uh, on Thursday, they only had two players limited, and it was linebacker uh, Joel uh, Aig Buniwe, and then I hope, hopefully I say I said that uh, he is the backup inside linebacker to Roquan Smith, according to their depth chart, and then Ted Larson, um, one of their offensive linemen, their backup center to be more specific, uh, was also limited. Uh, Taylor Gabriel. Uh, Bilal Nichols and Mitch Trubisky. Bilal Nichols, of course, defensive tackle. Taylor Gabriel, they're one of their starting wide receivers. They were a full practice, so it seems like they're going to be healthy. Now, this is being recorded on Thursday, so that was um, uh, Wednesday's injury report. Uh, if Thursday's injury report comes out while I'm recording this, I'll let you guys know, but most likely you will just have to follow us on Twitter at the WDD Podcast to, to stay up to date with all that. You will see Thursday and Friday's uh recap in the injury report 
that we will be tweeting out um, in case we miss anything. But that does seem to be uh, the current status of the players uh, for the Chicago Bears. For the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees did not practice, Traquan Smith did not practice, Alvin Kamara did not practice, and Jared Cook did not practice. Now, Kamara is dealing with a knee and ankle injury. Uh, it sounds like it's a sprain. Jared Cook is also dealing with an ankle injury. Traquan Smith has continued to deal with an ankle injury. And then Drew Brees, of course, is rehabbing from his right thumb injury. Trey Hendrickson was limited, but uh, he has missed the last couple of games due to that neck injury that's still lingering. So hopefully he can get back soon. But it's not looking too great for Traquan Smith. It looks like he'll probably set out another game, which is fine because Ted Ginn Jr. has done more than a good enough job filling in for him or, or essentially playing in his regular role um they're opposite of Michael Thomas for Kamara it's very much up in the air I want Kamara to play this game if he is at least you know 90 percent if he's anything lower than that he needs to sit out Uh, and if anything if that's the case send him out against Chicago and Arizona we won't really need him against Arizona if we're able to win against Chicago Uh, so it would be smart to rest him have the bye week to be completely 100 percent before we take on Atlanta and that's kind of the mindset I have with Drew Brees as well of course there's no chance Breeze is going to be playing against Chicago. Uh, most likely, the earliest is going to be against Arizona, if that happens after uh, uh, this Sunday. But most likely, it's going to be after the bye week. Kamara is still going to be a big question mark. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be leading up to Sunday. Not a whole lot of people know, but it does look more optimistic as we get closer to Sunday. I would love to see him sit out if he's if they're not confident that he's above, you know, like a, a 90% thrush mark. If there's any sort of you know, um, ginger walking, if there's any sort of, uh, you know, limping after some uh, regular route running during practice, uh, the you need to sit Kamara down and, and, and let, especially with the way Latavius Murray has been playing, and, and due to the fact that the Saints just signed Zach Zenner, the former Lion, um, to the squad for some extra support, it looks like uh, they are going to be prepared if Kamara has to sit out this game. Now, the Bears already have a pretty stout rush defense um, as it is, but losing Akeem Hicks kind of opens that up more for the Saints. So it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing with Kamara. Um, but it sounds like Smith is going to be out, Breeze is going to be out, Kamara's up in the air, Jared Cook. We'll have to see what he ends up um, practicing the next couple of days, today and, and tomorrow. Um, there are no current... Yeah, it looks like, uh, of course, Kamara has that high ankle sprain, as I mentioned. Um, But there doesn't seem to be any new information regarding any sort of Saints injury reports that I can see currently um, at this moment. It's about 4.30 p.m. Central Time, um, which is usually uh, an hour or so before any sort of uh, reports for the day's practice come out. But uh, like I said, if if anything ends up happening, uh, we'll keep you guys updated. Uh, on the oh here we go by Amy Just uh, Saints injury report from Thursday is the same as as yesterday uh, Wednesday um, so Drew Brees Traquan Smith Alvin Kamara Jared Cook did not practice for the second straight day uh, and Trey Hendrickson was limited again so not much has changed um, and I'm guessing for the Bears it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be the same if not better for them of course um, so that is the injury report for Sunday as of now. Um, getting into the Bears depth chart, we, we can familiarize, familiarize ourselves better uh, with this team that we don't get to see often. Like I said, a lot, first time we're playing them since October of 2017. Uh, even though they are in the NFC, not the same con- not the same division, so we won't get to see them as often as we see a lot of other teams. So, of course, on offense, you have 
Uh, Mr. Trubisky as the starting quarterback, back, backed up by Chase Daniel, who had to fill in for him earlier this year when he had a shoulder injury. Tariq Cohen, Mike Davis, David Montgomery. It's kind of a running back by committee there for Chicago. They traded away Jordan Howard earlier this offseason to Philadelphia to make some room for whoever they were going to end up drafting. Ends up being David Montgomery, uh, power back for them. Tariq Cohen, of course, one of the smallest players in the game. He's also one of the most elusive and electrifying. You always got to keep tabs on him. But all three of these guys have made up a a pretty decent rushing attack for them. Uh, Or or I should say dual threat attack for the Bears. What they're given um, with with what they have constructed on offense. Uh, The Bears are 26th with rushing offense. They only average about 80.6 yards per game. Um, so I really think that Jordan Howard trade hampered them a lot more than they were expecting. Um, but again, they have been trying to rely on Trubisky for a while now. So it, it's also a case of uh, they just don't rush the ball as much. Uh, starting wide receivers, you got Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, and Taylor Gabriel. Robinson and Gabriel on the outside, Miller there in the slot. I really like Miller coming out of, of college. He went to Memphis, of course. Um, and Allen Robinson, former Jaguar, he has been outstanding for the Chicago Bears so far this season. And um, they're, of course, they're starting tight end, who they had signed um, away from the Philadelphia Eagles um, recently, is Trey Burton, who has been a, a really nice pass-catching um, tight end for them so far. Um, and on the season, Allen Robinson has 31 receptions for 377 yards and two touchdowns. So uh, that is going to be Marshawn Lattimore's challenge. Uh, this Sunday uh, after he, of course, passed the DJ Chark challenge that uh, the Jaguars presented to him. Um, so any time Marshall Lattimore faces a hot receiver, we saw it against Mike Evans too, he tends to kind of calm down a little bit. Um, and then Riley Ridley, uh, of course, brother of Calvin Ridley, uh, rookie, he is backing up Anthony Miller there in the slot. Uh, for the offensive line, for uh, Chicago, you got Bobby Massey as the right tackle, Ted Larson in there at right guard. Oh, so uh, my, my mistake, I overlooked Ted Larson. I was talking about the injury report earlier. He is their starting right guard and their backup center. Um, so if, if, if he is, for some reason, not good to go on um, Sunday, it's going to be Rashad Coward who will be backing him up. James Daniel is their starting center, Cody Whitehair as their left guard, and then they have Charles Leno Jr. there as their left tackle. Going on defense, this is where this is where things get ridiculous for the Bears. They are absolutely stacked. Uh, you have first off, their linebacking core is incredible: Khalil Mack, Danny, Tra- uh, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, and Leonard Floyd. Uh, you got a couple of top ten picks in there. Danny Trevathan, of course, is a great veteran, Super Bowl champion. Khalil Mack, they signed or traded away uh, or got from Oakland who traded him away to them uh, of course last offseason uh, for a couple of first round picks Roquan Smith out of Georgia I loved his game and then Leonard Floyd um, also a, a stud linebacker so it's Floyd and Matt controlling the outside and then Smith and Trevathan there on the inside and both of them uh, still get sacks even being on the inside even not rushing on the outside like like Mack and Floyd are um, Bailao Nichols is there uh, defensive end uh, with Eddie Goldman and Roy Robertson Harris uh, on the inside there for the uh, Bears front line, and then their secondary is also uh, uh, nothing to um, you know overlook. Kyle Fuller and Prince Mukamara, Prince Mukamara are their starting cornerbacks. Mukamara is the veteran originally drafted by the Giants, um, and Kyle Fuller 
has been just a great addition there for the uh, Chicago Bears. Um, and then Buster Screen is backing him up. Uh, Buster Screen, the former Brown and Jet. And then HaHa Clinton Dix, who they actually signed away from the Redskins after he was traded to them by the uh, division rival for the Bears, um, Green Bay Packers. He's out there uh, being backed up by Deion Bush. And then Eddie Jackson, the stud safety, is going to be the ball hawk. He is going to be the hard hitter. He is going to be the man out there for that Bears secondary and just that Bears defense period with Khalil Mack and uh, Danny Trevathan. So um, Bears depth chart up up and down is is just absolutely incredible, especially there on, on the defense. They have built a really nice team who was able to win games. The only problem is their quarterback is mediocre at best, and you need a really, really good quarterback uh, to make it in this league. So we'll get into that as well. But that I think that is the most glaring issue there for the Bears, and, and that's why they really haven't been able to set themselves apart. They got the third seed last year in the playoffs and weren't really to do able to do anything. And, you know, your defense can only stop the guys so much before your offense has to start putting points up on the board to keep things going. So um, until the Bears get that figured out, until Mitch Trubisky kind of forms into whatever the Bears thought he was going to be, or if if they decide to move on from him, their window's getting smaller. So they need to act on it fast. And I think this Sunday is going to be a true testament. If, if Mitch Trubisky can actually tear this defense up of the Saints, I don't think it'll happen. But if he can break that mold, then I I, I think that that will be enough of a, of, of a showing to say that he at least has the potential to lead this team to a deep in a playoff run. But but we've yet to see it, and uh, we got to check it out Sunday. Um, so go let's go into the stats for each team. Offensively, um, the Saints for passing yards are 15th, averaging 240.3 yards per game. Um, lower than they usually are. They're usually in the top 10, of course, Drew Brees. A lot of times top five. A lot of times number one. We've seen it in, in many seasons before. But with Bridgewater here, Bridgewater doesn't take a lot of shots down the field we've seen. It's a very methodical offense with them. Um, and they're, of course, now trying to get the ball into Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara's hands more often as well, trying to utilize Taysom Hill. That all takes away from some of the passing game for the team, especially Bridgewater. So once Breeze comes back, I expect that number to be higher. But the fact that we are in the top half of the league for passing uh, is pretty impressive given the circumstances. The Bears' passing offense is 30th ranked in the league at 185.4 passing yards per game. Of course, that has a lot to do with Mitch Trubisky. That has a lot to do with the offensive line. Uh, has a lot to do with everything. But what I can tell you is that the Bears have a very talented receiving core, and there's no reason that they shouldn't have less than 200 passing yards per game. Uh, that's actually pretty, pretty crazy to me. Rushing. Again, the Bears are 26th, 80.6 yards per game. The Saints average about 24 more yards per game than them, and they rank 19th. So at least the Saints are in triple digit rushing yards per game and passing yards. Bears really can't say that. Total yards per game, the Bears are 30th at 266. Saints are 22nd at 344.7. So nothing to brag about for for either side, but the Saints have the wins to kind of show that their offense has proven to been able to win them games more so than this Bears team. Scoring, the Saints are 18th with 21.3 points per game. The Bears are all the way at 27th with 17.4. So the three ones they have had, they really have had to rely on their defense, um, giving up six points against uh, uh, Minnesota, 15 against Washington. Um, they, 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 they've really just needed to rely on their defense heavily. Um, uh, turnovers, the Saints are tied for fourth with five total turnovers, four interceptions and one fumble. 
this is the secret sauce for the Bears. They're tied first in the league. They've only had four turnovers all year, and they, all four have been interceptions. They have not lost any fumbles. They've only had four interceptions. That's part of the reason this Bears team also is 3-2. and two. Even though their offense numbers, the yards they gain, the points they score, are not top of the line, the fact that they've taken care of the ball so well speaks volume. That means more drives for the team, more time wasted off the clock, more rest for your defense as well if your offense isn't coughing up the ball so often. So, you know, credit to them for that efficiency there. And uh, Sacks given up. The Saints are tied ninth, only giving up 11. The Bears aren't too far behind. They've only given up 13, but that puts them at 16th uh, in the league. Um, so, again, uh, the, the Saints were – let's actually see real quick. Before Sunday's game, the Saints were 8th – or the, the Saints were tied for 7th, uh, only sacrificing 8 sacks all year. And they gave up 3 alone against uh, Jacksonville to put them, all, to put them back um, a couple of spots at 9th. Uh, defensively, now, now this is where this is where we're talking about excellence. Uh, passing, the Saints are 11th in the league, 237.7 yards per game. Bears are 10th at 229.2. Only eight yard difference between the teams. Both really, really solid secondaries. Rushing, the Saints are 14th at 102.8. The Bears are fifth at 83. Now, the Bears are fifth at 83 with Akeem Hicks for most of the year. Now, with him going on to IR, they really got a lot rely on Nichols, Goldman, and Robertson Harris there on the inside. And those, no matter how you spin it, are downgrades to Hicks, especially there in the running game. So it's going to be interesting to see how they fare on Sunday. Total yards per game, the Saints are 10th, only giving up 340.5, and, and the Bears are 6th at 312.2. So really, only a 28-yard 28 28-yard difference between the two teams in total yards per game sacrificed. Not bad at all. Um, especially considering the Bears really have to rely on their defense. The Saints have been put in that position, and they've thrived, and it has not been talked about as often. Scoring, Saints defense is 11th. Like I said, should be should be much, much, much better. If they didn't give up any garbage time touchdowns against, like I said, the Buccaneers and the Seahawks, it would be a much better number. They'd be closer to the Bears' third-ranked position at 13.8. Takeaways, the Saints are tied for 21st. They only have seven takeaways on defense all year. Three interceptions, four fumble recoveries. The Bears are tied for ninth with 10. They have four interceptions and six fumble recoveries. Um, So not only do the Bears have only four turnovers on um, offense all year, they also have a plus six turnover differential, which is uh, uh, one of the tops in the league. I believe they're tied for second in that category. Um, and, and whereas the Saints only have plus two, which they find themselves in the middle of the league, you know, floating towards the bottom half. So Saints have been pretty efficient on offense. Their, their defense just needs to get more turn. You can't really rely on um, Von Bell getting two fumble recoveries every single game. you got to find other ways. Now, the interception by Marshawn Lattimore last week was, was the, really the only turnover we needed, um, and I'll get to that later when I talk about my X factors, but I, I would like double-digit, or excuse me, more than just one turnover in a, in a game for the Saints. Um, and then sacks. The Saints are tied sixth. They got 18, and the Bears are tied for seventh. They have 17. So, again, pr- pretty evenly matched. Very impressive. Both teams have, of course, invested a lot in uh, the pass-rushing aspect with Khalil Mack and Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, and um, uh, uh, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, Leonard Floyd, that, that outstanding linebacking core for the uh, Bears, and then Demario Davis, A.J. Klein, uh, Sheldon Rankins, and David Onyemata inside for the Saints also really attributes to that pressure they can get on quarterbacks. So both teams' defenses are stout. Offense, again, 
it, it's a backup quarterback going up against a quarterback who should be. I mean, that, that that's essentially what we are talking about here. Um, even though Bridgewater is the best backup quarterback in the league, he is still not starting over Drew Brees when he's healthy for a big reason. This offense is much better with Brees in there. Um, and, and of course, Tyler discussed uh, Bridgewater's performance Sunday against Jacksonville, uh, which kind of ties into how he's done the rest of the year. Um, so those are the season stats and rankings for each team on the year. Um, and I wanted to talk about some really important matchups going off of what we've talked about stats and depth chart-wise. So with Khalil Mack, you got him going up against Ryan Ramchek. Ramchek is going to need to bring his A game yet again, but I have a lot of confidence in this guy. He was able to shut down Shaq Barrett. Um, again, only gave up three sacks uh, against Jacksonville, but most of them came, or, or, or two of them came um, from the outside from Teron Armstead. Another one came up the middle. So it wasn't really totally on Ramchek. Uh, Lattimore versus Robinson. Uh, of course, you have Marshawn going up against Allen Robinson. Um, this is his big test. Robinson is a is a physical receiver who runs great routes. So Marshawn Lattimore is going to need to be on top of his A game as well. Uh, and then you have Demario Davis versus the tandem of uh, Mike Davis and David Montgomery, as well as Treat Cohen out there. But Treat Cohen is mainly utilized in the pass game when the uh, Bears are doing a power run game. They like to go Davis and Montgomery, and that's where, um, or yeah, yeah, Mike Davis and, and Montgomery, and that's where Demario Davis is going to have to step up for the Saints, fill some gaps. Same with Kiko Alonso. Um, you also have Davis and Klein against Trey Burton, trying to guard him on the uh, in the tight end in the seam on the outside. Trey Burton is utilized in a lot of spots because he is such a great pass catching tight end, uh, and he's a safety blanket there for um, uh, Mitch Trubisky. And then you have uh, Michael Thomas against uh, Kyle Fuller, uh, one of the top uh, – they're both top five in their positions in the league. Uh, Michael Thomas is definitely more up his ladder than Fuller is, uh, but but both really, really talented young guys. Uh, and then for the Saints, of course, the other cornerback matchup is going to be Eli Apple against Taylor Gabriel. Um, Taylor Gabriel um, is has been a stout receiver there for the Chicago Bears young man as well but he has been in their system for a little bit now and Eli Apple is getting into his own as well for the Saints after being traded there uh, from New York Um, and then now with PJ Williams being out due to the suspension from his DUI that has been lingering um, you have uh, Patrick Robinson who really has not played much at all since returning from his injury that he suffered early last season you have him going up against Anthony Miller there in the slot. That's going to be a really, really key matchup too um, because Anthony Miller is speedy and we're going to need to see P-Rob be, um, you know, have really good footwork after, you know, breaking his leg and that's a lot to ask for a guy. But um, it says it's his time to shine for sure. Then you have Cam Jordan on the outside against um, Bobby Massey. Um, and then on the Inside, you would have, of course, uh, Ted Larson, James Daniel, and Cody Whitehair trying to man up against Sheldon Rankins and David Onyemata, which is not an easy task for any offensive line. Um, and then, of course, like I said, I think the Bears have the best linebacking core in the in the entire league. It's it's hard it's hard to say they don't uh, with Mac, Roquan Smith, Leonard Floyd, and Danny Trevathan. It's hard to say they don't. They got the leadership there. They have the tenacity. They have the high football IQ. Um, and they have all four spots covered very well. The two outside guys who can rush and the inside guys who can have run support as well as some nice coverage. So um, credit the Bears for for building that defense uh, via draft and via free agency signage. It's been incredible, much like the Saints. Um, 
And both teams rank top 15 in the league in most categories defensively, including top 11 in six different categories. The Bears are used to this, but it is kind of newer for the Saints. Um, And it's a big question for the Saints. Has their defense been primed to become this great, or is it due to the absence of Breeze, uh, where they feel they need to step up? It's a very interesting dynamic when you look at it. I think this defense is just hitting its strides right now perfectly, and... To be completely honest with you, I going into the game, I was not too impressed with the Jaguars' offense overall. They were just able to tailor it well for Gardner Minshew. But smart football teams watch a lot of tape on the teams they're about to play, the quarterbacks they're about to play. And the Saints did just that with Minshew, and they were able to figure out his key looks. They were able to figure out what routes the Jaguars love to run on certain uh, downs. It was a very simple offense for a rookie quarterback, and the Saints were able to exploit that. Now they're going against the the Bears, who have arguably an even simpler offense and arguably an even worse quarterback um, in, in Mitch Trubisky. So I think that the Saints are going to be able to show out again this week. I think that they're they're going to have the advantage over this Bears offense easily. Um, but that still won't really answer our question: Have they primed to become great, or or is this a need for for Breeze? I don't think we'll really figure that out until Arizona. If the, if the team plays really well at home against this, you know, up-and-coming, electrifying Arizona offense, whether or not Breeze is back, I think that that will really speak volumes to to how great this, this defense is. Um, now, like I said, I think they're hitting their stride perfectly, and they have a fantastic group of guys and some of the top players. That position. Lattimore is one of the best cornerbacks. Williams and Bell are one of the best pairs of safeties in the game. Cam Jordan, arguably the best defensive end currently in the game right now. And Demario Davis, one of the best linebackers, if not the best inside linebacker in the entire league. But I do think this team is giving some, you know, easy going up against uh, um, the Buccaneers. That was, that was a great feat. But then we saw Tampa a week later, Winston throws five interceptions now you're starting to think, well, maybe maybe Tampa was just on a fluke and, and, and the Saints just caught him at the right time. So I don't think we'll really fully know until Arizona, but it is a very interesting question. You guys, let me know what you guys think. Tweet us and, and let me know. Um, it, it could also be a little bit of both, and I think that's ultimately what it is. Um, and, and for Chicago, is it, you know, I'm not sure if the hampering of Kamara is going to be as big of a factor as we all think because Murray had such a good game and, uh, you know, he's a power back. But on top of that, the Bears are going to be a good rushing attack regardless, even with Hicks out. So it, it, it's up in the air at this point. I I, I say, like I said, sit Kamara out unless he's, you know, fully 100% and ready to go because we, we will need his presence in the in the passing game if, if this if this run game isn't able to get going like I'm expecting it to be um but you also got to be concerned with the Bears pass rush getting to Teddy B who has been vulnerable of course coming off of uh um three sacks against Jacksonville where a, a lot of the time he held on to the ball for a little bit too long um before I go further I want to get into some of Tyler's uh x-factors keys to the games um he mentioned the pressure stats that he was talking about to me too, which are really, really interesting. That uh, let me pull those up real quick. Um, the Saints rank third in the NFL with a 33.2 percent defensive pressure rate. Chicago is first at 34.1. Uh, the Saints have allowed a pressure of 20.7 percent of pass plays, and Chicago is allowed 29.5. So you know, preventing and pre- uh, delivering and preventing pressure. 
uh, better than Chicago will be a critical factor this week, um, Tyler says. Um, on top of that, um, he is also saying feed Murray uh, with uh, Alvin Kamara banged up. Hopefully they sit him, like I mentioned as well. Um, Tyler says he's praying Latavius Murray gets several touches. He's shown success in the past against Chicago and in flashes with the Saints that he can succeed. Um, and, of course, he's talking about uh, a couple of great games that Latavius Murray had against the Bears back when he was playing with uh, the Minnesota Vikings recently. Um, Tyler also says, which we'll get into score predictions in a minute, if you're betting uh, if you're a betting guy, the over-under is 38.5, so definitely take the under. I agree with that. With Key Mix on IR, expect the Saints to let Remchick handle Mac or have a Mac be doubled, um, and and which w- would be very smart. Expect a lot of Josh Hill out there too as a you know extra blocking package. Um, and then Tyler's final notes on the game: the Bears rely heavily on their running game, but Saints are going to handle that easily. Trubisky is an average quarterback who struggles against great defenses. I have no doubt in my mind we can't screw his timing and accuracy. Only thing that worries me is how great Teddy plays and if this offense sputters very very valid points uh Mitchell Trubisky could get very lucky and have you know a a day where the Saints have a couple blown coverages and his stats look great and the Bears only have to pass the ball you know 15 to 18 times this whole game run the ball the rest of the way and they come away with the another defensive battle victory that's very possible especially if Teddy B um and the offense sputter at all so those are really really good points um but yeah we need to get to Trubisky there's no doubt about that. Getting pressure on Trubisky, letting him second guess, letting him get flustered there in the pocket, that's that's a big key to this game. Um, yeah, their, their offense really isn't anything special uh, outside of that receiving core. Um, let's get into three X factors that I have, and then we'll get into score predictions, folks. Uh, three X factors I have. Don't commit a single turnover. We, it happened last week. Saints didn't commit a turnover. They got an interception, led to a win, it was, and, and this game is going to be similar. Uh, more than one will probably result in an automatic loss. If the Saints um, are able to get an interception, fumble recovery, two interceptions off Trubisky, three interceptions off Trubisky, I think that'll translate into an automatic win for this team based off of all the ramifications surrounding it. So Chicago takes care of the ball too well on offense for the Saints to not be the same on Sunday. Um so I the, the X factor essentially here is don't commit a turnover and get at least one um, because if, if you just get one against Chicago, that destroys, you know, that, that goes against their season average. They, they, they average less than one turnover per game at this point. Um, and, and, and the Saints can need to keep up what they did last week against Jacksonville and take care of the ball as efficiently as Chicago does um, or break that mold against the Bears. Second X factor, Ted Ginn Jr. needs to expose Prince of Mukamara. Um, Michael Thomas is going to be doing his work, but Ginn needs to get uh, six or more catches himself is the goal I'm setting for him. Uh, he needs to help stretch the field for Thomas and Bridgewater as well. Uh, so getting him involved on as many plays is is, is uh, critical for this team. And Prince of Mukamara has been shown to be a mediocre cornerback. Uh, he's been exposed many times, been burnt, uh, and he's not uh, the best red zone cornerback either. And Ted Ginn Jr. can definitely try to expose that. Jared Cookwell, I know that. Um, my third X factor is going to be score touchdowns. I know it's simple. I know it's vague. But the Saints need to convert touch, uh, field goals into touchdowns. They need to take more shots down the field or mix up the play calling in the red zone to help cross the goal line. He got in the red zone three different times on uh, Sunday against Jacksonville. Only came away with one touchdown. They need to change that. 
um, because any cushion they can get on the Bears is, is going to be really, really important. Um, and now let's get into some score predictions. Tyler's score prediction, he has the Saints winning in a defensive battle, 16-10. to 10. He says one touchdown by the Saints, the rest are field goals. Um, and that is the under because right now the Bears are favored by 3.5 and, and the over-under set at 38.5. Um, my score prediction, I'm taking the under and I'm taking the Saints to win as well. Uh, Saints winning 17 to 13. I expect them to cover either way. If the Bears win, it's going to be by more than four points. Um, because the only way the Bears win is if, again, Mitchell Trubisky has a couple of touchdowns and, and the Bears defense is just studly as they usually are. I think it's going to be 17 to 13. Saints get a couple of touchdowns, get a field goal. Um, they're able to hold the Bears, uh, to a couple of field goals by, uh, Eddie Pierno. And, um, so yeah, Tyler and I have the Saints each winning, um, me by a score of four, Tyler by a score of six. Um, and that is all the time that I have for today's episode, guys. Sorry for it being a little all over the place, a little sloppy. It's always interesting to do a on the fly, um, last minute solo episode, but, um, I thank you so much for tuning in. Your support is always appreciated. Be sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore at Raymond Tyler M and at the WDD Podcast. Subscribe to us on Spreaker as well. That is our host platform. Um, and let us know what you think on Twitter. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, who dat?